Hello, and welcome back to Nature's Wonders. Today, we are joined with Brian from Aquachar, who is also the sponsor of this podcast. He's going to be talking about his amazing carbon. So thank you for listening, and sit back and enjoy. How you doing, Brian? I'm good. How are you doing, man? Long time no talk. Yeah, I know. We haven't done any giveaways or anything lately. So how have you been? Is everything good? I'm good. I, uh, you know, I'm missing the shows. I know I met you last year at a show. It was, uh, I miss meeting people. I miss talking to hobbyists and, you know, getting their feedback and, you know, putting a face to people I talk to. Yeah, Aquachella, that's such a fun place to go. Oh, yeah, that's a fun show. Before we get started, can you give a brief summary about what Aquachar is? Because I know a lot of people don't understand what it is. Yeah, sure. Um, so Aquachar is a wood-based carbon. So we're a completely new process of making a water purifying carbon. The carbons that we use right now, they're limited by temperature before the carbon turns to ash. Um, the inventor, Ricky, he actually came up with a way to bring wood past its ash point. So the carbon can structure internally. Uh, that pushes out the impurities and allows for uh, us to do some things with the chemistry that um, does some cool stuff that carbon's not known to do and stuff like that. We're a long-term biological carbon, so we're more of a biomedia that you can pull out and rinse. Um, we recommend adding more aquachar to your old so you don't um, mess up your balance of your bacteria and stuff like that in your system. Uh, we have had customers that would pull it out completely and have an a bacteria bloom and stuff like that. and um, yeah, so it, what it does is it acts as a microsite for your bacteria after it does the carbon things initially. Uh, a lot of customers say, you know, uh, my tank looks like it's in 4K um, versus what they're used to with uh, activated carbon. Uh, the lifespan is, is is a lot longer from the, from the pure carbon and clarity standpoint. And what we do is... Um, but also after after the, the the carbon's kind of exhausted, it, it turns into a bio biological microsite where uh, you get the anaerobic and anaerobic bacteria working together uh, to break down the organics that suck into the carbon. You said that Ricky is the inventor. How did you get in with this whole business, and how did it all get started? Yeah, actually, um, Ricky actually in, invented it in in Africa. He was uh, doing consulting work work for the um, central bank in Nigeria and he's saying the best hospital in Nigeria and he's still getting sick from the water so he's like you know I'm saying if the best place in this country can't get good water what's everyone else drinking so he kind of started thinking and getting down the path he's got a background in like quantum computing and technology he's a uh, applied quantum physicist and a biochemist um by background, but he did a lot of work in quantum computing and encryption. Um, he did government work for a lot of years. So this is kind of a switch from what his background was. He switched it up and he really uh, um, got passionate about trying to figure out a way to have a locally produced water purifying carbon. And how did you get involved with all of this? Yeah, so I, I met Ricky um, right after he moved back to, to Florida. He, he moved back here because we're a wood-based product. So um, the States has an abundance of excess wood. We use um, um, tree limbs and stuff like that. We have a, a tree company that manages our property and they'll fix everything up for us and, and get it ready to go for when we, we actually make the aquachar. Um, 
so he moved back here and I ran into him. Um, I'm a, I'm a financial analyst by trade. So I've got a lot of business background and stuff like that. So I kind of helped him with um, figuring out what the market was to go after and everything like that. And that's why we went to the aquarium market because customers have a firsthand knowledge with what activated carbon can and cannot do. So by introducing Aquachar as a, a biological carbon, uh, it opens a discussion to a lot of different areas like, you, you know, um, the biological side and, and, and actual surface area versus surface area. So you guys are using just like excess wood that companies would just discard, if anything? <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny. Yeah, it, it, it's it's funny because um, what we do is is a lot of these tree trimming companies, you know, especially here in Florida with the, the, the storms and stuff like that, uh, they'll get called out and, and they actually have to usually drive their excess wood waste to the dump and pay for it to sit on the on, on um in the landfill and it releases greenhouse gases and everything like that so uh th this process the, the basis of the process was to be a, a green process so uh by structuring the carbon at that high temperature uh it keeps that 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 carbon structure and can't be converted into greenhouse gases for thousands of years and what makes you guys different from other carbons? Because I know, um, I guess carbon as an essence is builds up a lot of things. And I guess I would think that most of the other carbons would be wood-based. So what makes you guys specifically different? Yeah, well, so activated carbons, actually, uh, they use fossil coals. They use um, uh, compressed peat moss, fossil coals. So that gives them more of a, a, a condensed carbon form. Uh, so that's why it comes in a smaller uh, so so one of the things that they have to do is there's going to be uh, they're limited by uh, both biochar and activated carbon are limited by the temperature before the wood turns to ash uh, you can control that environment and increase that temperature moderately uh, but what we do with aquachar is we actually focus on uh, maximizing the temperature as much as we can throughout the process so what makes aquachar different uh, from the foundational level behind beyond uh, what it does is that we bring up so we're able to keep the structure of the carbon uh, beyond the ash point for a long period of time so it basically uh, so once you get about above about 600 degrees celsius carbon structures and turns into something called uh, turbostratic carbon or uh, structured carbon so since we focus on keeping the temperature up as high as possible, uh, we're structuring the carbon and pushing out those gases to be a self-fueling process. When you say you're going to keep the same structure, are you talking about the physical structure, like how it would stay in the stick form or however it looked before it started the process? Or are you talking about the chemical structure? Um, I'm talking about the, the, the visual form, so, so the porosity of a tree. So trees are static uh, living things. It, it has a whole vascular system. It takes water up to its leaves and, and, and has that whole structure. So what we do is is we keep that porosity. So instead of just being like a, a small surface area carbon uh, or, or a small surface carbon that just sucks in the organics to the surface, we have the internal porosity for those organics. So one thing that people don't really know about carbon is it's actually a sterile environment. So bacteria can't live on it. What they live on and create a biofilm around is the organics that are naturally attracted to carbon. So most organics in your water have a positive charge and um, 
carbon, when you attach things to the end, gets a negative charge. So what it does is it basically magnetically will pull the things out of the water and creates an optimal environment for your bacteria. So basically what it does is it just attracts because of the different polarities of the objects it attracts and then pulls it out of the water to make it drinkable. Correct. I mean, that's, that's, that's historically why carbon has been so good is because uh, what it does is it pulls in those, the, the, the really fine stuff that's hard to pull from the water because you've got micro porosities and stuff like that. It also works with medications and stuff like that for short term use. Um, And, and, that's the difference in lifespan between aquachar and, and activated carbon. So activated carbon, it, it's, it's a complementary product to aquachar. Uh, as long as you're using it for the three to seven day lifespan that it's recommended, uh, because usually after that, you'll start getting problems with the, because it's limited by temperature. There's a little bit of pre-smoke resin and stuff like that. Um, I know that, you know, there, there's uh, back in the day, it's actually probably before you were even born. Uh, there was a, they attributed a whole and head and lateral line disease to activated carbon. And a lot of that was because companies were buying the cheap, thinking carbon's carbon and buying the cheap activated carbon from China, uh, which had a, basically a tar on the outside of it. So when um, that dust went into the water, it was toxic to your fish and would cause health issues. Uh, one thing, so, so since we go beyond that ash point, we burn off any of that pre-smoked tars, and it's just a carbon ready to attract uh, whatever's in your water. Okay, and you said that carbon or your carbon is a sterile environment. So is it the structure of the carbon that is the positive or that's attracting the negative or the just the organic material? Oh, no, really good question. So, um one of the things that's different, so so with activated carbon, what they do is they will function. So the words functionalize. So if you think about carbon, uh, it, it'll structure to itself. So, you know, you have carbon-carbon bonds and stuff like that. That's basic chemistry in high school and stuff. Um, what people don't pay attention to is at the ends, there's going to be a charge that needs to be attached to something. So when they do activated carbon, there's a steam-based process. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to just attach oxygen onto the ends of those carbon. And you got to think of it at, at a quantum scale. You're talking about uh, the six element uh, of the periodic table. So it's a, it's a super small thing. But when you take um, when you expand it to large sizes, you have a um, significant impact on the trillions of interactions with the water molecules at that level. So you're just trying to create the most surface area you can? Um, so, yes. Uh, what's interesting is with aquachar, what we do is we actually attach it with um, hydroxides. So from a chemistry standpoint, I won't get too deep into this because I know it's just a podcast, but uh, a hydroxide is OH negative. And it's what brings your pH in the water. You know, um, a good way to think of it is hydrogen peroxide. Um that's two OHs connected together. So it's uh, so hydroxides. What they do is they bring the pH up in your system. And with aquachar, we functionalize those ends instead of oxygen. We functionalize with hydroxides. So if you think at a quantum scale as a puzzle piece, so just raw oxygen has to have two bonds before it finds a connection with the carbon. Uh, with hydroxides, each end of carbon has a potential for four bonds with a hydroxide. So you're able to get a lot longer reaction, stored reaction on aquachar in our process than you do with activated carbon. Okay, so the main differences between you and other activated carbons or charcoals is that yours lasts 
a ridiculous amount longer, as well as it like can foster the bacteria, and the process is just a lot different. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so so our process is 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 a, is a lot different process than, than standard things. That's one of the reasons why uh, we went into the aquarium industry as a we had done the pre- testing and everything like that to make sure it was safe, and and we did it with the local university before we went to market. Uh, the market was to figure out with uh, a wide range, both planted freshwater reefs, um, fowler tanks, shrimp tanks, uh, cardinia shrimp, neocardinia, uh, all of those types of things, uh, figuring out how aquachar interacts with those ecosystems. Um, because, you know, and, and you, you can do as much testing as you want until you get it into the wild. Uh, you really don't know uh, how it's going to affect specific systems. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the uses of aquachar. At the start, you said that it was Ricky who started the whole company and you used it in Africa, I think, to purify the water. And now it's moved over to aquariums. He did it in Africa and he came back to to the United States to, to bring it into mass production because of the abundance of wood here. Uh, believe it or not, you know, you, you look at some of these countries like China and, and, you know, Africa, some of these ones that have had civilization for a long period of time, uh, they're very wood scarce. So um, the United States compared to population, to surface area, we've got a lot of um, waste material here. He brought it back to the states because this is this is the area where we could make the product um, uh, the most eco friendly as possible. Yeah. So, where do you use aquachar? Um. So, well, let me back up a little bit before I talk about how you use it, but and talk about what makes it a little bit different. Um. So one of the things is like I mentioned hydroxide. So you know in in reef tanks. Um, it brings up pH. So, so what we do is we have the slow release of hydroxide. So initially, once it becomes um, biological, it'll build up and you'll get an excess of hydroxide. So a lot of people, and this has been documented a couple of times, there's some YouTube videos out there that you, you can build up. So it takes like two to three weeks sometimes on a reef tank to people see the pH shift jump up. A lot of that just is, is is a matter of getting the biological side built up because you get a lot more of a rapid expansion on the area of your tank. Honestly, you really don't see. Um, you know, a lot of people use bio balls and stuff like that. And aquachar is meant to keep the, you know, on a quantum level, that surface area up to the submicron level, uh, almost three D. So you know, like I said, activated carbon is very small. Uh, usually get it in a flake or a powder form. In the hobby, they use it in a flake form. So most of those flakes are very small for the reason of uh, the temperature limitation. So once it's covered with the surface biofilm, uh, it's done. So aquachar comes in a larger size. That larger size allows it to have kind of that internal porosity for your aerobic bacteria to start breaking down and form um, kind of like that... Uh, conveyor belt system, you know, with organics. So they take the surface organics and they can start breaking them down internally. That's why aquachar has a longer lifespan than most other carbons. Okay. And so you can just add this to your tank. Is there any specific way to add it to reduce the effects, like negative effect? Um, 
So it, it, it's actually been interesting. One thing that I've really, uh, you know, so I'm a hobbyist myself. So I get excited when people try this for the first time. But I continue. So I, I, I regularly have people saying, uh, you know, sending me a message and stuff like that saying, thank God I had Aquachar on hand because I did X, Y, and Z to my tank or my kids did it. And you just saved my favorite fish or my favorite coral. Um, so Aquachar, the initial reaction of Aquachar is very much like activated carbon. It'll pull those medications and everything like that out of it. Uh, out of your water, you know, it, it, when you need a rapid reaction, it, it definitely does that. Um, the difference is, is the fact that um, after that, it kind of switches over to a biological side of it. So uh, it brings up your overall health of your system. So a lot of people will say, you know, I'll get at first when I started doing Aquachar, I'd get the comment of uh, my tank's so happy. And it seemed so ambiguous to me at the time, but I thought about it and it sounded it, I, I thought about it for a while and I said you know this is the first time some of these people are sitting in front of their tanks and not having the stress of maintenance in the back of their head um, which for me that was a happy thing because I I, I know as a hobbyist uh, what it's like to just take a breather yeah. um, over the time that I've used Aquachar I feel like my tanks they they don't smell like fish tanks and I know it's a weird thing to say but yeah Sometimes when you're in like the aquarium shops, they just have like a <laughs> like a musty smell. But what does Aquachar do that takes away this smell, or is it just something that I do? Yeah. So so one of the things is is because it becomes a biological microsite, uh, all your biological activity, the breakdown and everything like that, isn't happening on you know like some people get a surface skim on their water, or they will have. Um, it's basically a decay smell, you know, it's the gases released from your system. So what Mike, what Aquachar does is not only does carbon not act as an odor absorbent because it's sucking some of the gases from the water, uh, it acts as a site where your biological activity isn't happening on your glass and your surface and everything like that. It wants to be on the surface of Aquachar and, and uh, it, it balances out. And this is why, so uh, again, back to the, the talk of, um, uh, uh, of how to use Aquachar. So Aquachar is, uh, most people get, have perfect success with just putting it in a mesh bag and, and putting it in their filter system uh, wherever they feel, feel fit. That's probably the most popular way. And I don't think that there's much of a, a loss in lifespan or anything like that doing it that way. Some people run it in a reactor because they can control the flow and they feel like they get more um, control over how they run their carbon and stuff like that. The most important thing to understand that's that's different from activated carbon is it's th this is a carbon that's meant to be built up upon itself. So once it becomes biological, you want to bring it over to um, once it becomes biological, you want to go ahead and add new to the old. So when you start seeing and again, you can even use activated carbon if you want to kind of extend the period between adding new aquachar, but you got to remove that from the system after it's done. With aquachar, you put the old with the new. It'll help jumpstart the biological side of the new, plus the new will do that initial reaction of stabilizing your pH in your system and everything like that. Okay. And besides aquariums, what other aspects can you use Aquachar in? Oh, man, you're baiting me on this one. Um, <laughs> so we've got some, we, we actually have some interesting things going on in other industries. One thing that we did after MACNA last year, uh, we had a little lull in shows, and we had done 
2,500 or wait, 3,200 samples um, for for MACNA last year. So the hurricane came through and we had a little bit of extra samples left. So we decided to send those over to, to Nigeria, uh, where Aquachar was invented, to see what we can do. Um, turns out that we it kind of went viral over there in the catfish farming market. Um, so we actually own two Aquachar farms over in Nigeria. Uh, and we have a bunch of farms running Aquachar systems, uh, including um, you know in the bush of Africa and stuff like that. So early on, uh, one thing I, I, you know the story already, but one thing that we did do is uh, early on, we found out that if you take the the byproduct, the powder that is 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 on aquachar, and you put it in uh, a solution and and put it on your skin, um, it prevents mosquitoes from biting you. So we thought this was curious and stuff like that. And about a year later, uh, it came out. It, uh, the articles came out on how structured carbon can do this. Um, so we we've been kind of working with some companies on this mosquito spray stuff as well because um, there's some interesting things with masking the um, ability for the um, chemoreceptors and the um, mosquitoes from being able to bite you. So anyways, um, that's something we're working on. We, we sent this over to Nigeria. We've used it over here in Florida. We've sent, some, sent it to friends in Texas and everything like that. Um, other than that, we're working with some, um, doing some aquaculture stuff here in the States. We've got a couple of companies interested in that. Um, there's a couple of projects in South America we're working on. And um, yeah, I mean, it, what, what we are is we're a new process. We started off in the aquarium world because... I, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a hobbyist. So like anything that I, I know, <laughs> and I'm not like a, just a normal hobbyist. I'm like one of those hobbyists that have been there for a couple of decades. So for me, I know what it's like to take a breather from the maintenance. So me personally, I never, um, I never used carbon for a long time. I changed it out for, you know, water changes and good husbandry and everything like that. So I, after discovering Aquachar, I went through the whole cycle that, you know, uh, being the skeptic and everything. And uh, after peeling, peeling back the layers and actually making the product myself, I understand that we're doing something completely different. Um, there's probably uses out there for our product that we don't know where it's going. But yeah, but as a hobbyist, I, I, I uh, you guys can follow us on Instagram, Aquachar Water. Uh, you can see the type of tanks that we have running Aquachar and, and absolutely loving it. You know, seeing the 4K difference, seeing how longer the reaction is and, and and just kind of you know enjoying their tanks for the first time it, it, it's it's really cool to log on to you know social media and see um people caring enough to tag us in their posts because they, they 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 know that we're a secret weapon for their tank um and stuff like that mm -hmm. so can you also use this in vivariums terrariums and all the other areas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of different uses for 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 charcoal, biochar, uh, activated carbon, all of that type of stuff. Uh, one thing that we found is is there's very a lot of these areas what, what aquachar d provides from a biological aspect, especially when you start talking with plants and and root systems and everything like that, is it provides kind of like that biologically available nutrients. So. Um, we're not designed to strip your water uh, and pull anything out from it right away. Uh, a lot of those salt-based 
dosing systems or, or nutrients or, or anything you put in your system, uh, they have no interaction with aquitar. It's just like, you know, in a saltwater tank, it doesn't have any interaction with the sodium. It's more focused on the things that were formerly living uh, and creating a ecosystem off of that. Uh, like I've mentioned before, the microsite mentality. Mm -hmm. So like all carbons, it does strip things out of the water, good or bad. Are there any downsides well, to dosing? Actually, you know, we're not like all carbons. So we don't, because we functionalize our carbon in a different way. Um, a lot of the things like, you know, uh, in the planet tank side, I've I've gone through the process of dealing with, um, you know, I, I've got some growers of, of aquatic plants and stuff like that that have all tried this stuff. And the one thing that they're always impressed with is not only do they get the clarity from pulling the organics, but they don't see the drop in nutrients. Uh, honestly, I've only had a, and I like to be honest with the reviews because I'm a hobbyist and I like people to be like, I'd rather put information out there to have people analyze it and attach it to their own system themselves than not. So the only thing I've really ever seen from a planet tank side was uh, a little bit of a reduction in in, in your um, potassium. But as far as any of the other dosing mechanisms and stuff like that, um, it doesn't have any interaction because they're salt-based and, and, and they're going to be broken down by the bacteria and, and let out into the system as a biological nutrient. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So you can't really mess it up. It's just kind of like a fool's proof. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... The only thing I recommend is if you have a really stable system, slowly build up your aquitar. The biological side of it can actually be pretty powerful. Uh, you know, especially on the saltwater side, you get into the fact that, you know, if you're running a low nutrient system and you double your biological load in, in, in two weeks, uh, you can see a consumption based drop in nutrients. So unless you go into it with checking your parameters and, and, and adjusting for that, it could be, you know, you know, you, like, like I said, most people are, when you get to that level of keeping aquariums, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I love uh, working in the hobby so much is because, you know, uh, <laughs> I kind of tell people, I, at very least, most people's aquarium is their most expensive piece of furniture in their house. At very most, it's probably worth more than their car. <laughs> so when you put it that way, um, to, to have an impact on a system like, systems like that, positively um it makes me happy as a hobbyist and and um going forward with aquachar i'm excited to see where the product goes and what impact it can have on uh larger and larger product projects mm -hmm. and you like to keep everything really green i know from talking to you that you are in contact <laughs> with a lot of green companies oh yeah yeah so i'm working on new packaging actually and and one of the things i integrated in is it's I wanted to make sure it was in a cardboard box that could be recycled. I wanted to make sure that if I was going to, I used plastic just to keep it um, contained, but the plastic that I used is a compostable plastic. So um, it doesn't have a long-term impact on the environment. So these are important things with us. Um, you know, being able to grow and, and keep it a green company is important for us. So we wanted to keep that in our foundation of as we grow, uh, how we grow the right way. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I learned a lot, and I know that a lot of other people will. It was good to know that it's a green company, and it does something really good for my tank. So thank you so much. You're yeah. probably going to be on the podcast again for something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I see I, you soon. I definitely appreciate the opportunity to come on. I, um, 
Uh, like I said, it, it, it's a new product. It's a different product. It takes a little bit of time for people to understand what we're trying to do because it's not the same as activated carbon. Um, once people understand that it's a complementary product to activated carbon, uh, it, it it changes things. And I appreciate you having me on. I, you know, I, um, I've had a lot of respect from you since I met you at the show. You sat at the booth and had all the conversations with me, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, I'll talk to you later. Right, you have a good day. You too.